more. It's time for another edition of Jonesing for Football. Summertime and the living is easy as the Dallas Cowboys here in Dallas have another week or so to go before they break for the summertime. This offseason, it gets shorter and shorter for these NFL teams. As OTAs, they got trimmed from 10 down to 8 here in Dallas. They got the minicamp next week. By June 10th, the veterans are gone. Rookies stick around another week, and uh, they'll be reporting for training camp before you know it. It's almost time for football, young Cody Winstead. Yes, sir. I saw that most training camps are starting, I think, uh, just at the end of July. So we're getting close. The warm weather's coming, and football season is coming as well. Well, and what we did in our last edition of Jonesy for Football, we started taking a look at uh, some of the changes in the offseason, some of the new coaches. As Cody listed them last week, there are seven new head coaches in the NFL. It's typical every year. You have a turnover about a, a quarter of the staffs in the league. And uh, we looked at the AFC guys last week. I, I, my guy was Urban Meyer. Your guy was Brandon Staley with the Chargers. We got, how I many, three new coaches in the NFC? Is that right? Yes, here are three of them. Dan Campbell in Detroit, Nick Sirianni right here in Philadelphia, and Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach of the Falcons. Billy Jones, I don't know. You never tell me who you're going to discuss before the podcast. Who are you taking? Who are you talking about? Well, all right. We got Dan Campbell, Nick Sirianni, and Arthur Smith. It's not exactly a who's who of head coaches, right? That's it's more very like, true. It's more like a who's he, right? <laughs> that's a good point. There, That's true. And so since Dan Campbell is the only one I'd ever heard of before, I went with Dan Campbell. I figured. There you go, Dan <laughs> Campbell. What you got the, on Dan Campbell? The pride of Glen Rose, Texas, Dan Campbell. It's Glen Rose is a town just southwest of Cowtown, Fort Worth. It's known for the dinosaur tracks there in Glen Rose. If you ever come pay a visit to Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, and I believe you might have some family here still, Cody. Yep. Uh, you pay, pay a visit here. You make, make a trip down southwest of Fort Worth and visit the dinosaur tracks. There might even be a hoof print from Bill Parcells down there, uh, <laughs> speaking of NFL Hall of Fame dinosaurs. And that brings me to Dan Campbell. And when you look at this Detroit Lions coaching staff, you know, Parcells is sitting there either, well, in football season, he's probably in Florida or he's at Saratoga other times of the year, whatever. But he's probably sitting there at his beach house in Florida. And there's going to be among the teams that he's going to pay particular attention to this year. It's going to be the Detroit Lions because Dan Campbell, uh, one of his guys, is uh, the head coach there. And, uh, and then when you look at the coaching staff, uh, a couple of his guys are on that coaching staff now as coordinators. The offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, who, of course, has uh, most recently been the head coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and he was on Parcells' staff here in Dallas as a running backs coach when Parcells was here. And uh, then Aaron Glenn is the defensive coordinator for the Lions. And he most recently, the last five years, a secondary coach with the New Orleans Saints. But he played for Parcells with the Jets and also with the Cowboys. And uh, knowing Dan Campbell from his time here in Dallas, and uh, of course he went to Texas A&M, got a 
little stint as an interim head coach in his time in Miami. He's uh, been with the Saints here uh, lately. Uh, I'm intrigued by uh, the intensity with which Dan Campbell goes about things, but I'm most intrigued with this Lions coaching staff, the hires that he made, and those guys that I mentioned, Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, and especially Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator. I've always liked Aaron Glenn. And the other thing that they've done on that Lions staff that, uh, that I think is a very smart move with Glenn being a first-time defensive coordinator. I think Glenn is very bright, you know, late in his career with the Cowboys. He was like a, an extra coach on the field as a nickel corner uh, in uh, what was then Mike Zimmer's defense uh, with the Cowboys. Is they made the switch. Uh, they were in a 4-3, and then they switched to a 3-4 uh, Parcells second year there or third year in Dallas when they drafted DeMarcus Ware. But Glenn, a very bright mind, when you look at his history in the NFL as a coach, he's been with three, four schemes. They ran a four, three in uh, New Orleans the last five years. And it's going to be interesting even what type of scheme that Glenn runs. Uh, but, but they hired Dom Capers as uh, the veteran uh, defensive assistant. And that was a shrewd move to help Glenn in his first time as a coordinator in this league. Of course, Dom Caper is one of the most respected coaches. He ran a 3-4 uh, most recently with the Packers. Uh, and so I, I just think it's they are bereft of talent in Detroit. They are not going to have great success at all right off the bat. It's a rebuild, to say the least. Uh, of course, the, the biggest move they made in the offseason was trading Matthew Stafford. And they've got Jared Goff at quarterback. So there's not going to be a lot of W's, but you can see the excitement in the draft room. It's a, uh, primarily a young coaching staff. There's, uh, there's a lot of energy on that staff. The excitement in the draft room when they drafted Panay Sewell and he fell to them. And he represents the toughness that Dan Campbell is trying to instill in the culture in Detroit. I guarantee you this will be a team that plays their butts off, and uh, they will surprise some teams this year. They won't win a lot of games, but they, they will play hard, and uh, that, that's the new culture in Detroit, I believe. You mentioned the coaching staff. Um, I also like Deuce Staley as the assistant head coach. He had a great reputation here in Philadelphia. A lot of the players uh, really like Deuce, and now he is um, there in Detroit. And also Mark Brunel. Uh, the yeah, old, how about veteran, that? The old veteran quarterback. He's the he's the QB coach. So we've mentioned how many five, six, seven names, good names uh, on this coaching staff, and, and that'll be fun to see how, how those guys do there in Detroit. Um, you know what? You know what Mark Brunel's been doing lately? I do not. He he has been a high school coach in Jacksonville, Florida, the last seven or eight years. Episcopal High School in Jacksonville. So he hasn't been in the NFL for basically the last seven or eight years. And uh, I assume it was, he was coaching his kids probably. Uh, he's got four kids, and one of them is a, is a quarterback at Georgetown, I think. And the timing was right, I guess, for Brunel to get out of the house and get out of Florida and go coach in Detroit uh, with, with Dan Campbell. And so, yeah, he's the, he's the quarterback's coach uh, and takes on the assignment of uh, Jared Goff you look at the weapons or the lack of weapons that Jared Goff has on this Lions team, that wide receiver, they signed Tyrell Williams, yep. who, who had a, a decent season two years ago 
with Oakland, started 12 games, uh, had 42 catches. Rashad Perryman, a former first-round draft pick, 12 yep. starts with the Jets last year with 30 catches. Amonre St. Brown is the guy they drafted in the fourth round. Oh, Geronimo Allison is the other guy. And so, wow. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's clearly with. a weak spot, but let's look at tight end. I mean, TJ Hawkinson is probably, he's now one of the top 10 tight ends in the league. So he'll have um, a nice uh, weapon there. And then they're in pretty good shape at running back. DeAndre Swift came off a nice rookie year. And I really like Jamal Williams. They got him in free agency from the Packers. So that's a pretty nice, like, lightning and thunder type tandem in they, the backfield. And they, they like their running back situation so well that they let uh, on Johnson go. And he's in Philadelphia now. That's right. It'll come down to Goff. You know, we all know that. Um, I've been higher on Jared Goff than most. I still can't figure him out, truthfully. Some games, he looks like the best player on the field. And sometimes it's in big games, important games, he looks like the best player on the field. And then others, he looks like he's the worst player on the field. So we'll see how he does. And this is a good chance for Jared Goff because every time he had success with the Rams, everyone said McVay is the guy that is, is giving him you know, all the answers to the test. And I feel like he never got the credit he deserved for taking a team to the Super Bowl because McVay was the guy that was getting all the shine for it. So this is a chance for him to kind of start fresh and prove that he is a legit NFL quarterback. I'm really excited to see that. Well, and the thing that they have to do to turn things around in Detroit is to fix their defense, uh, which they gave up the most points in franchise history uh, last year. They were ranked dead last, I think. Let me check on it. Uh, they were 32nd in points allowed last year. Wow. They gave up more points than the Cowboys did. That's amazing. How about that? <laughs> they were 31st in takeaways. They were 30th in pass defense and 28th in rush defense. So Aaron Glenn, Dom Capers, there you go. And the guy they uh, signed that will help the run defense is Michael Brockers, formerly yep. of the Rams. Uh, but they got a long way to go in Detroit. Just as an Ohio State guy, I'm excited to see Jeff Okuda, the uh, former first-round pick, and the influence of Aaron Glenn on him. You know, I think that could be important to kind of uh, get Okuda headed on the right path. Well, and Okuda last year, he had a core muscle injury, uh, I believe that required surgery in December. And so you can imagine at any position, you got an injury you're dealing with, uh, in your rookie year in the league, and you're uh, going to have some issues. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Detroit. Again, there won't be a lot of Ws. Who's your guy? Yep, I'm taking Arthur Smith, Bill mm, Johnson. I thought you'd take Sirianni in Philly. I actually talked about Philly a couple times on recent podcasts, so I figured I'd branch out a little bit here. Um, none of the new head coaches, in my opinion, are probably more likely to turn around their franchise quicker then Arthur Smith, who's now the 18th head coach in Falcons history, he inherits an Atlanta team. Since losing the Super Bowl in 2016, they are just 28 and 36 the last four seasons and probably one of the most underachieving teams in the league. Um, he's been the Titans offensive coordinator the last two seasons. And under his leadership, that Titans offense has turned into a, a monster. Uh, they actually led the league in red zone touchdown percentage. 
and then they were fifth in points per game and fifth in yards per game the last two years. So Tennessee, who was never a traditional offensive power, really turned into one with Arthur Smith as the OC. Obviously, we know why the main two reasons there. Derrick Henry, who's just been a beast at running back, coming off a 2,000-yard season. And then Ryan Tannehill, who, believe it or not, Bill Jones, under Arthur Smith's tutelage, has the second-best passer rating in the league the last two years, behind only Drew Brees. So, yes, Tannehill's had a better passer rating than Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes the last two years. Wow. So we'll see how he does coming to Atlanta with Matt Ryan. And obviously that's where things kind of start and end with the Falcons, Matt Ryan, the franchise quarterback who looks like he'll probably be the guy there for the next couple seasons. They had a chance uh, in the draft to, to go quarterback if they wanted. Instead, they drafted Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. Ryan has some pretty good weapons. He's always been surrounded by pretty good weapons. Calvin Ridley, uh, I mentioned Pitts, and for now, Julio Jones, the future Hall of Famer, still in Atlanta, even though he has requested a trade recently. The running back position, a little up in the air right now. It looks like Mike Davis is currently the starter. Uh, I looked up Todd Gurley. He, where's Todd Gurley? He's still a free agent this year, so mm -hmm. Gurley could maybe potentially end up um, back there with the Falcons. So just like we're, we're used to seeing in Atlanta, a lot of offense, their offensive line is, is a little shaky after coming off a pretty good year. Uh, they lost a couple key pieces, but the talent is there uh, on that offensive side for Atlanta and an Arthur Smith. We'll see um, if he can kind of get them back among the elite in the league. You know, it, it's amazing because on the last podcast, you talked about Brandon Staley. It's amazing. Some of these head coaches, when you look at their resume, just how quickly they vault up the charts to become even candidates to become head coaches, and then they get hired. What well, was Brandon Staley had four years in the National Football League as an assistant coach or coordinator, yep. and then gets hired with the Chargers as the head coach. What was Arthur Smith doing 10 years ago? Well, in two, 11 years ago, 2010. He was a defensive intern and administrative assistant at Ole Miss. And then and 10 years ago under Mike Munchak in Tennessee, he was defensive quality control, promoted to assistant offensive line coach two years later. Mike Munchak uh, fired. And then under Ken Wisenhunt, he was, he was retained as uh, in two, 2015, just six years ago. He's the assistant tight ends coach. Yep. And then Wisenhunt fired, replaced by Malarkey. And uh, Smith, uh, oh, he got the big promotion to the tight ends coach now. That's right. And he's been, he was a tight ends coach for Tennessee through 2018. And so he's just been a coordinator for two years, 2019 and 20. But when you're the offensive coordinator for a team that, uh, has the success that the Titans had the last couple of years, all of a sudden you've vaulted to the top of the chart as far as uh, head coaching candidates in this league. Amazing. Yep, for sure. Uh, I, I like what he did defensively as well. He hired Dean Pease to oversee that side of the ball, did a little research on him, entering his 48th season as a coach. <laughs> so there you go. There's some experience. Dean Pease, 
one of eight defensive coordinators in NFL history to coach in a Super Bowl with two different teams, the Patriots in 2007 and then the Ravens in 2012. And so we know that that Falcons defense has kind of been an issue a majority of the years, uh, even under your boy DQ, Dan Quinn. Um, they've struggled <laughs> for four out of the last five years. Last year, they were 29th in defense. If anything, if they can get near middle of the pack uh, defensively, they're going to be uh, a force in that uh, NFC South. Division-wise, Carolina, New Orleans, both of those teams don't appear to be elite this year. Um, so that leaves the Bucks as their main competition in the division. And I looked at the Falcons' schedule, Bill Jones, pretty light. It's pretty light. Third easiest in the league. And so the Falcons should have a chance to have some success this year. And well, look at their division. What are the Saints doing at quarterback? What's, yep. You know, Carolina, where they are right now, There's, yep. there could be four wins right there. Well, I think the Saints will be oh, – We'll see what they are. Which yeah, exactly. Two coach, or three wins, know. it seems possible there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And listen, Bill Jones, you can't do a podcast about Arthur Smith without mentioning his upbringing. Born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. His dad is Fred Smith, the founder of FedEx. So coming from a very, very very wealthy family. <laughs> uh, Smith has been grinding though in this football world and climbed the coaching ladder. You mentioned a lot of the positions he's been putting in the time. I like Smith um, as, uh, as the new head coach there in Atlanta. To me, no coaching move made more sense than uh, Arthur Smith taking over the Falcons. I think he's going to do a good job there. And especially since Arthur Blank is the owner of the team, when they came to Arthur Blank and said, this is our candidate we present to you as the head coach, Arthur Smith, he said, well, I, I like that guy. Yes. Yeah, sounds like my I, kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we shall see. Oh, what are the chances that the, the Falcons contend this year? I mean, they kind of committed that way by going with Matt Ryan, uh, you know, and yep. They could uh, compete for a playoff spot. I think they'll be in that mix. Obviously, I think the Bucks are the class of the division, but nine or 10 wins seems uh, possible for Atlanta. Of course, I said that last year and they, I think, went four and 12. So, you know, we'll, we'll in this see. league, in this league, you can go from four and four and 12, well, to 12 and five in this case this year, 17 yep. game season. Yep. They could do that. They could, they could go from four and 12 to 12 and five. I'm a little worried about the defense, but I know I know where you're going, and I, I agree that the turnaround is possible for sure. All right. That does it for another edition of uh, Jonesing for Football. I enjoyed that, taking a look at uh, teams that have made coaching changes. What do, you, what do you have on your radar as we go into the summer here and uh, teams start wrapping up OTAs and minicamps here in the next week or so? Well, subject-wise, we've got some guests. We've teased this a couple of times, some guests coming up on Jonesing for Football. I have negotiating, they're negotiating for more money, right? Exactly. I'm dealing with some agents on the side. Yeah. So the first guests of Jonesing for Football in the history of the podcast. Oh, that'll be a, that'll be a landmark day in the history of Jonesing for Football. For sure. All right. 
Young Cody, I appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you for checking us out here. And where can you find this podcast, Young Cody? Well, where can't you is probably a better question, but Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Twitter.com. Bill Jones, what's your Twitter handle? Because you always retweet these links, right? CBS 11, Bill Jones. That's very official. Mine is Cody Wins 25. Check us out. All right. As Cody has won again here on another edition of Jonesing for Football. We'll see you next time.